you are listening to the Cigar Noise Boys. Well on his way, head in a cloud, the man of a thousand voices talking perfectly loud. But nobody ever hears him or the sound he appears to make, and he never seems to notice. Uh, the Eagles. Nope. <coughs> Disturbed? No. <laughs> that was The Fool on the Hill by the Beatles. Oh, man. Happy, uh, never even heard of that. Happy April Fool's Day, everyone, even though it's kind of canceled this year. Uh, what's up, oh, everybody? Cigar Noise Boys here, Tyler and Dom. Uh, joined this week by Joe DeMarais. What's up, Joe? What's happening, boys? Happy to be here, man. So, Thank you. Joe, you know Tyler, correct? I do. Tyler's the man. How did, Great, you, uh, uh, yeah. how did you guys meet? Why do you stay, still uh, keep in contact with him? <laughs> Just uh, look at him, man. He's a, he's a big, uh, big teddy bear. Just... Uh, <laughs> Barrel laughs as loves this industry as much as I do. He's, uh, uh, I, I think he's one of the one of the top authorities on all things uh, the guys. Man, he's got a he's got a very work, very versed palate. Smokes everything. Uh, just a just a great, uh, great humble dude. Like minded individual, and uh, we hit it off, man. Finally get to meet him at uh, IPCPR a couple of years ago. Uh, we've been kind of you know bullshitting back and forth and and uh, chiming in you know, all the the guy shows and this and that and yeah yeah um when you met him at ipcpr did you just see him standing in the corner by himself and you felt bad because that's how <laughs> we met actually he was uh he had a crowd man he had a crowd around him yeah he, he was holding court no and skip and matt booth and everybody uh yeah he's just a just a good regular dude man and uh people dig him uh personality speaks volumes you know yeah uh, well yeah I- I saw Joe at the, the Circle Bar, and I knew Joe from um, when he was on Stogie Geeks, and I told him I, that I was a big fan of that podcast, and uh, we ended up talking to like 3 a.m. at the bar. Uh, I forgot what you were drinking. You were drinking uh, Rum Runners, right? I, I, yeah. <laughs> I probably drink I too think... much. Than, but yeah, that thing all night, Rum Runners all day. Crush them. Yeah. Crush them. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, Tyler, I thought you just completely got me for April Fool's Day. Oh, okay. Um, we were texting. First of all, you suck at texting. You don't reply, yes. and then you reply with one word. Um, so I asked, let me know what time we're going to do this podcast tomorrow. Um, also, send me your... We'll get into what we're going to talk about today in a bit. Uh, but send me your list. And then you said, it'll have to be in the morning, 2 a.m. your time. So I'm just like, dude, are you are you serious? I I can stay up that late. I just want to know. I don't want to stay up for nothing. And you just weren't responding. I went to bed. And so I was talking it over with my girlfriend. I was just like, I might have to stay up till 2 a.m. to do this podcast. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, though. He might be joking. And then I realized, oh, it's April Fool's Day. But you didn't even well, mean what? to do that. You just suck at texting. No. No, because we we established what time we were doing the podcast, that, and some reason you said you never got the text, and then you were asking, "Give me that 
give me the the homework assignment before as soon as I could. So um, I'm like, dude, I can't to do it now. I'll do it in the morning. I'll send you the list in the morning. And like right when I got to work, I did it at like 4 a.m. So like I sent it to you at like 2 a.m. your time. You use the pronoun game, man. You said I'll do it in the morning. You gotta clarify what it is. What is the antecedent? Are you talking about the podcast okay. or the uh, list? I'm just nerd out. When have we I... ever done? <laughs> when have we ever done something that early? A 2 a.m. podcast. That's what I don't know. People have time nowadays. Everyone's at home. Um, I'm still working. Joe's still working. Yeah. I, I'm kind of working. They have me reading books and writing answers to like uh, study guide questions on how to teach so that I don't forget how to teach over this hiatus. <laughs> what up? Yeah. Well, uh, I teach middle school uh, literature and spelling. Very dependable, man. Awesome. Good deal. Thanks. All right, so uh, what's everyone smoking right now? Uh, starting with you, Tyler, then going to you, Joe. Um, well, in the spirit of our, our next topic, whenever we do it, I'm just in the aging room. Um, Nick Robin, uh, here. I'm showing you guys. I like guys can see it. Well, you guys can see it, but not the listeners. Uh, the Quattro, uh, Nicaraguan uh, Torpedo. Uh, where did that one go? You see me? The hell? You know, I don't see you. I got you. All right. Well, Southern Draw, Cedrus, Bellicoso, the Hogan size, my uh, my personal favorite stick of uh, all the uh, all the brands that I you know that I rep and uh, it's a daily go-to. I can't smoke enough of these things. Nice, nice. I'm smoking cool. Southern Draw Kudzu. Is it Kudzu oh, or Kudzu? I go I, I go Kudzu, but kudzu. whatever, man. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my my first time with one of these. Stick number two right there. All right, Tyler, this is your idea. What are we doing today? Okay. Um, I just want to say one thing real quick about the Cedrus line. Um, Joe, I haven't smoked any of the other sizes. Um, I did have uh, – I do have a Lancero. I got TPE. How do the other sizes smoke compared to that box press Bellicoso? I, I, so uh, I have yet to uh, smoke the Lancero. I'm beyond excited to uh, finally get it. A new round of samples coming in uh, sometime this week, so – um, nice. Anticipating there's going to be a couple of those. That is the most, you know, most excited I've been about a particular uh, release from brands that I rep. Um, I think it smokes the best of the Toro, personally, um, and then probably the Bellicoso after that. Busto, the Gordo is a totally different animal, um, and uh, yeah, there's a little bit, a little bit more of a bang in there. I call it, you know, all the particular flavor notes, but. Uh, I, I throw that bang in there in particular, you know, very, uh, very, very woody, nutty, uh, kind of like an aged tobacco note you get uh, with traditional, you know, the regular citrus line. But uh, there's something special in that, that Gordo. And I, that's not, to me, that's not my uh, particular favorite size. I'm more like a Corona, Lancero type of guy. Um, but it's uh, it's fun to mix that up, you know, mix that in every now and then too. Especially up here in the so, West. Everybody loves the big, uh, big ring gauge sizes. Tony Soprano side, you know, the big, uh, the big sticks. Uh, so I get my hands on those a little bit more on you know, the shop till I'm hanging out there. And... Nice. So you would, you would say the bell of the ball, the best line, the best Latola in the line is the Toro then you said, right? Bell of the ball for me, the Toro. Right now, and... I feel that Lancero is going to be the, 
the coup de gras once they fire the smoke. <laughs> and how would you how would you rate it on the old Stogie Geeks uh um on their old Stogie Geeks rating? So for me, it's a fight, Chuck Norris. Uh, it's the top of everything that uh, you know that I rep in particular. Um, but uh, you know, with the Sumatra rapper, it's one of those polarizing rappers that not everybody digs. But I think the transitions and the immense amount of flavor that uh, resides in the Cedrus, uh, it should be you know, should tickle everybody's fancy, man. There's something there for everybody, and nice. maybe a little bit, a little bit stronger. But I think even the lighter smokers. Uh, they can they can come up to it certainly you know the heavy guys will come down and should fit them right that's my favorite stick in the line awesome um so like with all this shit going on i've been uh listening to podcasts and uh one of my favorite podcasts ever was the uh, uh bill simmons podcast on the ringer and he does this um you know there's no sports going on so he's running on material so what he's doing is he's going back and he's redrafting like the NBA draft, the 1996 NBA draft when it had Allen Iverson and and uh, Kobe Bryant, Ray Allen, Stephon Marbury. So I figured we could do a redraft, in our opinion, of what the top 25 cigars of the year should be um, for 2019. So we all made our list of the ones we smoked, and then we're going to talk about that. Dom, I'm not sure the best way to start it off. I'll let you kind of... Yeah, so... We each put in our lists. Some of us didn't smoke all of them. Uh, obviously, I smoked the least cigars here, probably. Um, so all the cigars that were not smoked uh, were given the same lowest score per each person. Uh, it was out of 25. So our number one cigar got 25. Our number two cigar got 24. Added together, the highest score a cigar can get from all three of us, if placed at number one, then it would be 75. In case anybody's doing the math. Um, and the lowest score a cigar could get was 17 since uh, we had a few that were just uh, all the same. That doesn't matter. Tyler and Joe, you're going to have to help me talk about these cigars because most of them I've smoked once or twice and I just have the list in front of me. Starting off, number one and number two, probably not a surprise to most people. Number one is the Padron 1926, and it received a, scar, a score of 72. That's near perfect. Yeah, you, you can't go wrong, man. Flawless construction performs the uh, the same way every time. Uh, you guys more of a, uh, a 26 or a 64 person? I'm more of a 64 guy. I, I am too. What about uh, natural versus Maduro? I'm guessing Maduro. Maduro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, same for me. That's where I'm at. Now, this was the 26 Maduro, but it didn't uh, it didn't list Maduro or natural to me. You know, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it's uh, it's up to me yet, but um, yeah, you can't you can't go wrong, man. Absolutely, you know, price point too. You can uh, can hemorrhage out 20, 30 bucks for a stick all the time. God bless you. Yeah, not going to get rich with those gems in that that sweet spot, that nine to eleven dollar range. But certainly, uh, Padron's going to be there for you every time and. Just uh, delicious, man. Hey, it is what it is. Yep. Number two is the Opus X. Uh, I forget which Opus this is. Tyler, you wrote Fuente Fuente uh, with a score of 66. Yeah, it's the. Yeah, so I mean, uh, I'm not the I'm not the biggest Opus guy. Um, I do smoke them. Uh, I try to put a little bit of. Uh, I try to age them a little bit, you know. 
Um, you know, that's, uh, you know, at first the Padrones and Nicaraguan Puro, and then the, the Opus is uh, all Dominican tobacco, I believe. Um, I mean, that's just uh, one of the, you know, Padron and Opus are like the classic higher end, you know, smokes that everybody knows. So I'm not surprised that those, those are one and two on the, on the on our countdown. Same. Agreed. Number three, the Illusione Epernay 10th anniversary. Oh, yeah. That was my number one. I just, of this particular list, that that's the uh, that's the tops, man. I've been smoking Illusione for a while. Uh, love basically everything Dion does. Uh, just, it, for me, it, it tastes distinctly different from, you know, uh, most of everything else that's out there. It's not, not a repeat offender, man, by any means. Every stick's unique, but there's that. For me, you guys can concur if you want, but that classic uh, Dion flavor notes that are in there, it's its different, you know, so good. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Illusione. Um, it doesn't sell particularly well in Wisconsin, um, but uh, uh, I know a lot of shops, a few shops carry it, but not they're not like heavy with the with the Illusione. Um, right. I'm not sure if I smoke this exact uh, Vitola, but I've had many Epernays and... Uh, um, they're all really good. Absolutely. Our buddy, uh, mutual buddy, Nate Williams, uh, got me hooked, man, specifically on the upper name, but you know, anything, uh, anything Dion's doing, I'm in, I'm on, uh, I'm on board. And it's not, I think it's, uh, you know, Dion doesn't do a tremendous amount of events and, and Paul, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, those who know, know it's one of those top brands. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Always a win. Was the one-off, did that come out this last year? Uh, is that eligible? Yeah. Uh, two years ago. Oh, two years? Um, it, yeah, it, it placed on the list two years ago also. On the, it was number 25, the plus 53, which that yes. one's $30 for a Robusto. I'm not sure why it's Smokini had one a lot more than the uh, other. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 30 bucks. I don't know if I've smoked that one. I've smoked just the uh, normal one-off. Um, all right, moving right along. Number four, Placencia Alma del Fuego. I've only had one of these, yeah, and I think Alma, it was the Lancero. Thought, what was your opinion of the Lancero? Um, I thought the Lancero I, I don't think it – I think it went out on me. I just – I thought it was okay. It didn't stand out. Dom, is that, is that normally a brand you reach out for, Placencia, or was that uh, just, you know, you sought out that particular stick? Uh... Um, I didn't look for it. It's at my shop. Um, I really haven't seen any of them at any of the lounges I go to except for this one. And yep. the the Placencia, shaped like uh, is it hexagon or octagon, uh, I had to get one of those just because it was yeah. unique. Um, and yep. I liked... The presentation at IPCPR last year with the uh, Alma. I should I should try another Vitola. It just the price point is up there. So I don't know. We'll see what happens when everything opens again. Yeah, it's in that twelve to fourteen dollar range, I believe, something like that. California, it's it's higher than that because oh, of the tax. Right. You poor bastard. That's terrible. <laughs> All good. Number five, Tatuaje Nuevitas. Uh, Came in right behind I one actually, point behind Placencia. Um, I actually smoked one yesterday, and uh, 
Uh, I enjoy that cigar a lot. I like that little um, exposed foot it's got. And then um, it's a uh, Corojo wrapper, Nicaraguan double binder, and then Nicaraguan filler. That's just a really smooth, spicy smoke. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I mean, I like a lot of Tatuajes more than that. But on this list, that's definitely I had a, I had a number six on my list. So, yep, uh, number six for me as well. Tat uh, Tat was one of the original brands that I uh, first started smoking like uh, I don't know ten years ago or so. It was uh, for me. It was Tat and Kristoff were the two brands that really you know I didn't jump in with the light stuff. I, I kind of jumped in uh, a little bit more of a bang and uh, yeah, uh, it, it, you know those those lines always stick. You know always uh, jump out for me. But. Quick little aside, uh, Tyler, you and I jumped on the SNS virtual herf on Zoom yesterday. Oh my, Holy oh my smokes, lord, man! It was like seventy-five people. None of them knew how to mute their mics. Oh no, it was chaos. Well, yeah, yeah it was pretty. The uh, the V herfs going on, absolutely insane. Everyone's doing them and uh, trying to take part. In, you know, a couple of them here and there, but it's uh, definitely you know. It, we love this. We love the uh, the industry, and there's definitely uh, outlets for us that you know, especially throughout the day. Michael Herklotz, he's doing his uh, his afternoon uh, segment, jumping in, checking those out. Got a little bit of time. Always a good, always a good time. Yeah, I think it's good because all the lounges are closed now, pretty much. Good way people can still uh, keep in contact. Absolutely, man. And actually, the average cigar smoker probably now has greater access to some of these brand owners and uh reps which i think is cool totally agree yeah yeah so it was a good thing man mass exposure it's a it's a small knit community that you know that we live in here with the uh cigar world but uh it's time we can open up a little bit more and expose people we have some great characters in the industry great personalities so um yeah it's it's always a win yeah, Joe, uh, hey, Dom, Joe was able to um, break a record. Um, he broke the Stogie Geeks record for longest um, um, podcast, cigar podcast ever. He, they did a, Developing Palettes did an 11-hour podcast. Yeah, the previous record was uh, nine hours, 31 minutes. Coop was uh, hell-bent on breaking that record band, and, uh, I, you know, I had a very small part and jumped in for a couple hours, gabbing with the boys, and... Uh, Pretty special, but I see. Uh, I'm sure you guys know too, man. See the trend going forward. <laughs> it's gonna be every day from here on out. You guys gonna be ratcheted up, 13 hours, 24 hours. <laughs> it's uh, that record will be held for a very short time. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, Tyler and I are gonna have a marathon Monday. I'm gonna <laughs> grab a 30 rack. We're gonna start podcasting at 5 a.m. Yep. Let's <laughs> do it, Tyler. <laughs> no, we're gonna do the shortest podcast. It's gonna be. Five seconds long. We should do that, Dom. Post one up and say, like, hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's up? And then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> the shortest for, podcast For ever. April Fool's Day, that would have been a good idea. I just didn't plan anything. You can still do it. <sighs> eh. We'll see. Number six, moving on. Uh, Hoya de Nicaragua Silver, score 53. So I'm. this one really surprised me the first time I smoked it. I think it's... By far my favorite in the Hoya line. Um, yeah. And I usually don't... I like to smoke the smaller brands, boutique brands or whatever. Um, this yep. you can find in a lot of places, and it's a good smoke. It is, man. I, I think I'm still a little little partial to uh, the red. Um, but the silver, on a, you know, uh, quite a few occasions, 
smoke them back to back, rip a couple of those silvers back to back. <laughs> They're enjoyable. They're not going to put you down. And there's definitely a tremendous amount of flavor in there too. I uh, it was kind of hit and miss for a lot of people the uh, the silver man, but it hit me right. I really enjoyed it. I had it. I had it at number sixteen. So you guys must have had it pretty high. Um, I've only, I haven't smoked many of them. I've only smoked one or two of them. Um, it, it is a it is a good cigar. Great price point, but like with the when I when I'm in a mood for something from Hoya, I usually smoke the the Numero Uno. Yep. Um, I mean, but that's fifteen bucks, and I actually don't like those thinner ring gauges. But that one's just so smooth. I, I like it a lot. I wasn't as hot on that one. I like the presentation. I like the the band, the coffin. Yep. But uh, number seven, JRE Aladino. Oh, uh, I'm a big fan of JRE. Uh, I was able to visit their um, factory and and um, tobacco fields in Honduras and uh, Dan, uh, right outside of Dan Lee, um, Honduras. Uh, a big fan. That's a hundred percent. Uh, Honduran authentic Corojo, as Julio and Husto like to say, um, great cigar. Um, I mean, it's a it's a medium body one. I really really like the the Corojo Reserva, the the Robusto, the five by fifty. It's a little pricier. It's like twelve bucks, um, but it is worth it. it. It's and that's all aged tobacco, five to seven years. They make four hundred boxes a month of the Corolla Reserve, and it's all higher priming. So it's just, it burns a lot longer than a little Robusto. But the regular Aladino, sorry to go on a little tangent, but the regular Aladino is a fantastic smoke. If you like Honduran tobacco, it's a, um, people either love Honduran Puros or they hate them. It's either good or bad. This one's a really good Honduran Puro. That's a brand that's definitely on the rise, man, and uh, I'm digging what they're doing. You know, I particularly love the Lanceros that they have, but uh, I haven't had a bad one yet. They've all smoked to uh, perfection. It's they, they're uh, up here in New England anyway. Yeah, at least this market, um, they definitely catch on. There's, there's trends. Of course, all the big boys are uh, still players, uh, but more and more, you know, top end boutique companies they're uh, overthrowing a lot of the big guys. You know, definitely eating their lunch. And um, yeah, Aladino is one of those brands, man. Doing some doing some good things. Yeah, and it would have been a lot higher. Yeah. I think I was just uh, the lowest on this one. I, I've smoked a few, and it's just not uh, not for me. So I must not be into the Honduran Corojo. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, like I said, it's either you either love it or hate it. And then um, another cool thing you're doing, they're coming with a Cameroon. Now, it's not a true African Cameroon, like the Baca or the uh, Warzone by Espinosa. But it's using a um, Honduran-grown Cameroon, so I'm really curious to, to try it. When's that coming out? Any idea? Uh, I think it was supposed to be shipping now, but with this corona thing, and I know Honduras, they're taking it week by week. They've been closing. So I'm going to text um, uh, my buddy um, Tom Polar. He works for uh, Jerry um, and see – oh, also uh, Dave Rico in the Midwest and see if, that, if it's shipping anytime soon. Nice. Good all right, number eight, we actually have a tie. La Aroma de Cuba and Warped 1988. Um, for those, I'm more partial to the Warped. I have it two spots higher on my list. Um, you know, it's another Aganorsa product. That's the second Aganorsa one we've had. Oh, the Epernate is Aganorsa tobacco, but I think that's rolled in Honduras that races Cubana. But um, Warped, uh, I'm, I'm 
uh, that one I like. It's it's a little pricier. It's like twelve bucks, I think, for for a, a, it's a bigger robusto, but I like it because uh, it's 1988. That's the year I was born. It's the year Kyle was born, and that's the year uh, Andrew was born from a small off the owner of Small Batch. Drew, he was born in '88 as well, so that's a cool little nod. I thought both sticks were uh, were solid. Uh, I'm of the uh, Roman Cube. I'm, I'm more in line with the uh, reserve. Yo, Joe, J- Joe, one second. That yep. uh, the chopper drove by and you cut out for that last bit. I heard you said you were more partial to something. That's the last thing I heard. The uh, Myanmar Reserva. That's uh, that's a particular stick. I I really reach out for quite a bit. Uh, I got a few boxes sitting with age, but nice. the original, you know, the original is very solid. And I had uh, both of these two sticks, the warmth and this, uh, the aroma cube, an eight and nine, kind of neck and neck. They could have flip flopped either way for me. Uh, both, uh, probably not my top 20 brands, but, uh, those, you know, according, you know, with this list that we're given here, uh, I think it's, you know, solid ranking right, right kind of in the middle there. Now the, the lot, oh, uh, sorry, Dom, the, the La Romas are, they're rolled at Pepin's factory in Nicaragua. And I think most of the Mia Moors use a San Andreas wrapper. I could be wrong. I don't know about the Reserva. I'm not sure. Uh, speaking of warp, though, I was talking with Dave West of Cigar Noise uh, the other day, and we were saying how the Skyflower this year may be the best yet, we think. Oh, I have to go back to that. Good stuff, warp- Torpedo. I wonder if that Skyflower or the Warp 1988 has any of that Medio Tiempo in it. Ooh. If Medio Tiempo even exists. Uh, that's a topic for another day. We'll talk about that when we get um, if we get Indiana on. It does in the uh, comes to the lunchroom. Oh, maybe yes. I'm gonna go. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's a great cigar. Shoulder shoulder to kudzu um, five year anniversary with the Medio Temple wrapper. That's a great cigar. One, One of the best from the the trade show. Oh yeah, absolutely. Man. How's, I want to ask you guys, how's, uh, how's Warp do in uh, San Francisco, you know, the Bay Area and Wisconsin? Because up, up in New England, uh, there's a very small, limited number of shops that uh, carry the product, and it's uh, it's tough. I, it's it's one of those brands that uh, they are popular, you know, among the uh, the geeks of us that are out there. But uh, just for me, anyway, it's not it's not as available. I know my uh, local lounge in Fremont, they have a few facings, don't sell exceptionally well. There was a few, two years ago, they still had uh, original release black honey on the shelf. People would oh, just wow. go grabbing them. And I know Napa cigars, uh, they carry warped as well. I haven't asked how they do. I, just, I think the brand sells more online. I think you're right, man. That, that's always one thing that, that, uh, that interests me and intrigues me uh, how certain brands play in various parts of the country. And I, I you know, love connecting with you guys, man. My buddies around the uh, around the states, and uh, it's different, man. Everywhere you go, that you know, whenever you travel, that's that's half the fun. Get off the plane and hit up the local uh, brick and mortar and see what they got. It's you know, you, yeah. a kid in the candy store, see what's cooking in there. Yeah, uh, we carry a few facings of warped. Um, I usually got a kind of hand sell them you know we have the cloud hopper we have that the one that comes out around christmas uh starts with an l 
something Rojo or something. Um, we got a few of them. It doesn't it doesn't move particularly well. I have to hand sell them. Right, right. Coming in tied for tenth now, the Herrera SLE Miami and Oliva Serie V. Um, the the Series V man for the price point and being a Lancero, I I love that cigar. I had that at number five on my list. Um, that's just a great cigar. I haven't smoked one in a while, but um, those Lanceros, I, I don't like Lanceros for the most part, but that one I like a lot. And then the uh, it was tied with the Herrera Stilly with that one. I believe is the Miami, so I rolled at I'll tighten the bronze. And uh, Willie used to work there back in the day, uh, before he went to Drew Estate. Um, that, that's a good cigar. That's a great little factory, man. I don't know if you guys have had the uh, privilege of checking it out on Cali Ocho, um, Little Cuba there, man. That is that is a great little factory. There's literally like, I don't know, nine to ten rollers in there. Very small uh, small operation, but uh, it's a great great spot to give give a peek at uh, the craft, you know. And um, it's some sne- they're sneaking good what they're doing in there. Certain sticks. One of the brands I used to rep. Uh, Sorry, garbage truck. Yeah, called. You playing Call of Duty? Were we dropping in, boys? Yeah, calling in airstrikes from the couch. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I um, I oh, go on, Joe. Sorry. No, no. I'm just. Lastly, I was gonna say, uh, uh, love my hater, but. Oliva, the price point's right. Uh, they always seem to produce, and uh, they're popular. They're definitely popular up here in uh, New England, and get a, get a really good uh, rep up here in New England that, that takes care of the troops, too. So, so it, <laughs> it is what it is, man. I don't think this stuff's really going to blow you away, but picture of consistency and the price is right, so uh, they definitely carved exactly. out. Exactly. You know, they carved out that uh, piece of the market. And then you mentioned uh, Cornelius and Anthony. They had a couple cigars rolled there. That was a brand. I really liked your stuff. I loved the packaging. Um, the, the the new releases. Now they did one called the Mistress. That one I couldn't I couldn't smoke. Those were super super strong, man. Um, it had a lot of Lajero in it. But the the Gent was super smooth and super good. And then the, the Cornelius, I believe, was rolled at I'll tighten the bronze. Uh, that's a good brand. It sucks what happened to them. It, uh, it it was my uh, my number two brand here in New England, man. I, I really put you know got them on the map and it did some really uh, solid business. They were number two behind uh, Southern Draw and the Gent, like you mentioned, um, they got the Half Wheel Consensus number four cigar of the year uh, last year. Just a, a phenomenal stick uh, from Hector Alfonso Senior, the magician from his mouth. Uh, that was the best stick that that he's ever made uh, at that point. And, uh, yeah, just a total, total bummer. But uh, still, you know, sticks still to be had uh, out there, and uh, certain ones that I, I really loved. I tried to grab them and snatch them. You know, it's it's gone. <laughs> They're done, unfortunately. But hey, Tyler, another podcast yeah. idea for the future. I think I have two mistresses um, left in my humidor. Let's just have a strongman <laughs> episode where we just oh my Lord. get sick. <laughs> That's probably a bad idea. Bro, I had to put one down. My stomach, I was sweating. My heart was beating a million miles. I gave the whole box. So I bought a whole box from Small Batch. That got a really good price on them. I gave the whole box to my friend. I smoked two out of there. Or I tried to smoke two. 
yeah, I want to sit on the two that I have, see if they mellow out a bit. But, uh, you know, this quarantine, I'm not going to be going to the shop buying cigars, so I might have to smoke through them if I get low. My humble opinion, the two strongest sticks on the market. Um, well, that that mistress, as mistress, which is gone now, but you can still find them. And then the uh, the brimstone, Jacob's ladder, uh, the newest <laughs> of uh, Jacob's, uh, just complete ass kicker for me. It's it's a once a week stick. Uh, I normally don't smoke that heavy, and some you know some of that power has muted down since the uh, the show in July. Um, but it's still. A, a tremendous ass kicker, man. It's it's legit. But for those guys that that really dig it, you know that that kind of strength level, and you want that power, yeah. Shameless plug. <laughs> great cigar, Joe. That's a great cigar. Have you smoked it recently? Uh, no, actually, I haven't. I should go back to it. Yeah, it, it, it's come down. All the you know, there's still uh, the same flavor points that are there, uh, and pronounced. Just the uh, the strength level has come down. You know, for me anyway, just a little bit. It's, uh, so it's that's. So that's got a Pennsylvania broadleaf wrapper and binder, right? And three Lajeros in it, in the filler? Triple Lajero, man. No, no joke. Yeah, so you got full strength and full body on that, then, with the Maduro wrapper and then the Lajero. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, coming in at number 12, the Room 101 Farce. Now, I think uh, I had this the highest, and Joe, you had this the lowest. Uh, this is one stick that I had not smoked, so... One of the one of the four I I haven't uh, I haven't sampled yet so yeah I had a bottle I, I, I had it at the bottom of the list there just uh, for that reason. Yep, I think um, the the farce. Uh, this is the OG farce, right? Not the Connecticut. OG. Yeah, I, th- I think that one is the best of the two or the three blends. Um, yeah, it's the uh, farce Habano, and I really like the the farce Maduro. But that Habano is a really good cigar. I like that size. It, the size is called It Is a Lonsdale, which is kind of funny. Yep. Um, I think Matt's doing some really good stuff. If you haven't tried that 10-year anniversary he did with AJ, uh, he only made 500 boxes. That's a great That's a great cigar. But, yeah, that, that Habano is good, too, the the really good, the um, Forest Habano. I have to trade you up to some of, uh, some of those sticks, man, just to get my hands on them. Yeah, I, I can't get them. Really here in New England, I, I haven't seen him anywhere. And uh, but Matt's, you know, Matt's a really good guy, and had the pleasure of meeting him uh, this past uh, this past show. Uh, I like to support him if I can and try some of those sticks. Yeah, I, I definitely could send you some, Joe. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm a big fan. All right, we're about halfway through. Someone take this time to say shout out to our sponsor, Cigar Noise. Check out their app or the website. The app is like. Instagram, but for cigar smokers only. Some cool guys on there. I know the uh, Sultans, they use Cigar Noise as well. Chatted up with Mo and the boys. Oh, man. Mo, Danny boy, good cats. Uh, so tied for 13th place, we have Cohiba and uh, the Enclave Broadleaf by AJ Fernandez. It's funny, those two cigars couldn't be um, any more different. One's a Cuban, (laughs) one's Connecticut Broadleaf uh, from U.S. Uh, I mean, I'm not a big Cuban guy. Um, That's, you know, I've had probably five five of those Robustos. Um, It's a nice smoke. Um, AJ, I don't smoke a ton of AJ stuff. I feel like I smoke more of other people's stuff. Like, I smoke a lot of Southern Draw. I smoke um, Tabernacle a lot. Um, 
But uh, I mean, it's it's a solid cigar that that broadleaf. Um, I like the Ramon Alonis. I think the best from AJ though. I agree. Same. Same hat. I'm more in line with the uh, uh, the original Enclave. The box of those sit. They smoked, uh, smoked pretty solid. But uh, I think they uh, they wear they they basically wear they should be uh, on this particular list. You know, for us anyway, right in the middle. Same thing. Right in line with the uh, Cohiba as well. Uh, there's a couple other Cubans I'd, I'd smoke a little bit more often if I uh, get my, my filthy mitts on them, but yeah. <laughs> Coming in at number 15, we have the Espinosa Habano. I actually have not smoked this one. I had that one at number 10. Um, I like a lot of Espinosa stuff. The Habano is just a, is a classic smoke from them. Um, I think that's one of the, I mean, I think they're known a lot for using that Brazilian tobacco. Yep. You know the the Laranja and but the, the they're they're also known for their Habano buds too. That's that's a good cigar. Yep. is gaining uh, gaining steam up here in New England too. It, it probably uh, it took a little bit slower uh, them to kick off, but uh, we've got a real good rep in the area there. Uh, Nick Gossett's putting them on the map, doing a pretty solid job. They got a pretty big uh, portfolio too, and a lot of this stuff's starting to show up. Sorry, Don. Oh, good. <laughs> Uh, number 16, another uh, cigar I consider very consistent is the LFD Double Lajero. Um, yeah, the so it's the Lancero size. That's why I kind of I got it at number 13 on my list. Um, like you, I've said it a million times, I'm not the biggest Lancero. I like that that cigar more in different sizes, but LFD makes a, a really good product. Um, uh, it sucks that they had to lay off some of their reps this week because of the Corona thing. Um, I think our Midwest rep got laid off. He's a great guy, uh, Jared Saunders. Uh, yep. Hopefully, he can get um, get back on as soon as possible. But LFD, I mean, it's a it's a, a, that's a tough brand because you can never get um, product in, you know, um, with them. So it's tough. You know, our uh, New England rep uh, Steve, he was one of the casualties too, and uh, good guy working hard. And uh, obviously, Carney's New England guy, so those show up in New England guys. But uh, I mean, they're consistent. It's like you said, man. It's just the, the availability of the product uh, is tough. That's what's hurting them a little bit. But that Lancero was pretty solid. I had it uh, number fifteen. Number seventeen. I had this highest on the list, and I'll explain in a second. Uh, the Rocky Patel ALR. So this was a cigar. Actually, I did a blind review for Small Batch. And I think it's one of the highest reviews this year so far. Um, it surprised me. I don't really smoke too many Rocky Patels, uh, but I thought it was pretty enjoyable. Nice. I haven't had it in a while, so I can't talk too much about it. Um, I thought it was a solid smoke. You know, it didn't blow me away or anything. There was a lot of other cigars on the list. I had it number 21 of the 22 I smoked. So The band looks pretty ridiculous, though. I think there's like three, just giant. Yeah, and the name, age, limited, rare. I mean, nah, yeah. I don't know. Yep. Number 18, La Antigüedad by my father. Oh, and that's a, the big Gordel size, too. Um, that's just a brand, that particular one, that and the Elson Trion, the regular one, are just two cigars that get lost, I think, in the my father portfolio. I mean, yep. there's so many other ones that are better. Um I mean, it's a solid cigar. I had it number uh, 17. I don't remember the last time I smoked one. I don't know the last time I sold one to somebody. 
Um, is that a brand? Is that a cigar you guys see in a lot of shops? Or I see it uh, about fifty-fifty, man. Uh, I'll, I'll research okay. then just to mix it up. Uh, my father's isn't really a brand that I, I reach out for uh, too often, but uh, we changed up. For the, you know, for the mere fact, uh, selfishly, a lot, you know, some of those sticks, uh, some of the facings don't get a lot of play, so uh, they're sitting with a little bit of age on them in the humidor. So for that reason, I'll, I'll try to reach out for them and just mix it up, just a palate uh, palate change, you know. Yes, uh, I tried the. Oh, sorry, Dom. Go ahead. I see a good amount. I see a good amount of those uh, around the shops here, but yeah, I don't reach for them often. Um, I fired up the La Promesa, and uh, it it was okay. I mean, it um, I don't know. I like the I think the Le Beijou and the uh, Forty Las Antillas probably a, a lot better. And, and the Jaime is a solid one too. The Jaime Garcia. I mean, it's broadly. It's a I think that's like your number one, especially that six by sixty. Yep. Or in the, I, I like the Judge too. The Judge is a solid smoke. Yep, I agree. Coming in at number nineteen, H. Upman. Solid smoke. It's expensive, but um, that's about all I got on it. <laughs> it was a one and done for me. Yeah, it's thick at all. It, it is what it was, you know. Uh, I had to try it. I had to see what it's all about. Uh, but not down the rotation, certainly. All right, number 20. This is the last one before we get into cigars that uh, one or two of us have not smoked. And it's the number one cigar of the year. Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua. Yep. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I just smoked one. I, I, I just fired up the, the real number one, the Padron, right now. Um, it just, it's an okay smoke. I mean, I don't get how it's number one. There's 19 better cigars on this list and probably 500 better cigars out in the wild. <laughs> so, I mean. <laughs> Affirmative. <laughs> I it, it's tough, man. I you know I don't want to shit on any uh, any particular brands or sticks. It's just uh, uh, you know for whatever reason it uh, it came in hot. You know the number one there. Uh, it's not for me. I think I had it uh, yeah seventeen down the chain there, but a little bit. All right, tied for twenty first. We have Alec Bradley Project Forty and EPC Carrillo Core Plus. Alec, that's a solid cigar. That's um, out of uh, uh, Jesus Fuego out of Esteli, Nicaragua. I walked past his factory. It's right across from Perdomos in Esteli. He's, and that's one brand you don't see anything of is Jay Fuego anymore. Um, and uh, Alec Bradley usually uses um, Racy's Cubana and Honduras to make their cigar. So, I mean, for the price point, it's a solid smoke. I mean, when you get to that six, seven dollar range, you know I'm going Charter Oak. I'm going Three Hundred Hands by Southern Draw. I'm going uh, the Intemperance line. Um, you know, there's a lot of other cigars in that price point. I would I would smoke before that, but it's it's a it's a decent a decent smoke. For that Project Forty, there they were definitely enjoyable points, and you know there's a lot of excitement and hype uh, behind it. So of course you're gonna you know do our due diligence and check it out, fire it up. Uh, there were enjoyable points, and then there were, uh, you know, lack of a better term, you know, some lackluster points, and uh, just all the way through, uh, got a mess to mess for me. But all right, these last three are pretty much unrated, so they could have scored higher on the list um, if more of us had smoked them. 
That's the Punch Diablo, the Juan Lopez, and the Hoya de Monterey. You guys have any thoughts uh, on those? Because I, I have none. I have not spoken one of them. I hate the Punch Diablo. Um, that was... Uh, back, man, don't hold back. Yeah, that was... Uh, AJ blended it. It's, it's um, I think, half-wheel rated it, uh, like an 81. Um, it's just, it's not an enjoyable smoke. It's, I mean... Uh, it's a cheaper smoke, you know, it's seven bucks, you know, and, uh, it's just not, it's not my, it's, it's just strong to be strong. It's not strong to have, you know, it's not like the Neanderthal or the brimstone Jacob's ladder or anything like that. It's just strong to be strong with no flavor. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't hit my palate well, but it hits a lot of people's palate well because of the price point, I think. There you go. That's a factor, man. Definitely a factor. So there you have it. That is our redraft consensus consensus. Oh, I can't talk. Consensus <laughs> rankings one through twenty-five of Cigar Aficionado's top cigars of twenty nineteen. Can't argue with that. Yeah, one. so I think. Yeah, I think that was it. Was fun. I think we're gonna go back and do uh, go back as far as we can. Get some other um, do some other lists. And uh, this was a weird list this year. Um, there's some really good ones and some very questionable ones on the list, but. It's, uh, I mean, it's just funny how you can pinpoint what brands are going to be on it. Like, you know, Padron's going to be on, or yeah, Padron, Fuente. There's going to be an Ashton product. There's going to be, um, AJ's going to be on there. My father's, you just know what brands are going to be on there. And then, uh, so it's kind of interesting how that works out. You kind of scout ahead, man. At least, uh, you know, half of the sticks, 13 of them, or even more, you know, right off, right off the hop. You know they're going to be up there and in the mix. Um, it is what it is, man. Just one uh, one rating, you know, one list, one platform. Helps yep. sell those sticks, though. I'm sure. Uh, specifically, some guys just go. You know, they come in with the magazines, man. And, you know, Tyler can attest uh, in the shop there, man. They come up the uh, the magazine and they they specifically want top to bottom. Uh, they don't care about anything else. The rest of the humidor, they just she can destroy whatever's on there. Yeah. So with the so with the encore that came out last year, the number one cigar of the year, um, a lot of brands who a lot of shops that didn't carry anything by um, EPC wanted to bring in the encore. Like, yeah, we'll order ten boxes. And they're like, no, you got to order more of the of the other stuff. You know, the La Historia, the Anch. And yep. a couple of weeks later, um, <laughs> uh, they called back and said, yeah, we'll ship you those encore boxes. So they were trying to sell more of the core line and people weren't buying it. So, and they had a shit ton of encore on hand. So yep. it's funny how that works out. You know, you can't fault them. That's the, uh, it's certainly the play, man. You got to draw on when you can, I guess, but then dial back and forth when, uh, the numbers don't drive. Exactly. Yeah. I don't blame them for trying. No, no. Okay. So I was going to, I should have brought this up last week when we had Mo on, uh, but Joe, you, uh, you used to rep for Patina too, is that correct? I still do. Yeah, I, I love nice. Mo, man. He, some phenomenal stuff. The guy is uh, his his bread and butter is flavorful. Uh, he does a phenomenal job, and I'm so eagerly awaiting the uh, his newest release. You know, newest release there. Get to uh, get my my filthy mitts on when he came into town a couple months back. Had one of the samples, chocolate marshmallow for days. Delicious. Uh, and, uh, you know, his words, not mine. He even tweaked it up a little bit further from there. So, Tyler, you've had uh, 
even a newer iteration of that, right? Yeah, it's a it's a damn good smoke. Um, I think it's going to round out his portfolio very nicely. I'm excited, you know, because now you have something for everybody. You got mild, medium, and medium plus the you know full depending on your you know your palate or whatever. Uh, it's a it's a great cigar. I'm really excited for it to come out. From his original two original two blends, the uh, the Connecticut, uh, the newest iteration he has now, uh, all the same. Delicious flavor points, graham cracker, and very creamy. But there's a little bit of a bang in there on that Connecticut um, that uh, it's going to hit a lot of palates, man. And I, I'm seeing the Habano is getting more play. Um, but, uh, you know, we all know Connecticut's uh, rule of the game. You know, more, way more uh, lighter smokers that are out there. So you're going to be dabbling back and forth and you have three phenomenal sticks to uh, choose from. And most of the best. Once you meet the guy... You know, he's just a good-hearted individual. You know, no bullshit. He's, yep. uh, you know, he's as honest as they come. So, how do you not support a guy like that? And he makes great product too. So, win. He's one of the good guys. Yeah, that that uh, Connecticut Churchill is my favorite Connecticut. Um, you can give that to any Davidoff smoker, and it's ten bucks cheaper. It's a great cigar. Yep. Habano might get more play. Let's start with the Connecticut. I call that foreplay. There you go. Dropping well, my LP next week. Um, but no, I wanted to ask. So I was typing Patina the other day, and my phone changed it to Latina. Does that happen with you guys? <laughs> no. The red two, uh, red two rabbit hole, and uh, uh, premium memberships on hand. Oh. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Oh. Uh, Let's jump into the analogy of the week. Uh, so, Joe, I rate cigars with analogies. I stopped doing it out of 10 just because I think analogies are more relatable and yep. it, it gives more wiggle room because everyone's preference is different. Uh, yep. So this week, if the Fantastic Four were not cigars this time, but people in the cigar industry... What would each uh, character or hero be? Who would they be? And Tyler and I are uh, going to chime in to our thoughts because I, I didn't prep anything in advance. Um, but let's start with Mr. Fantastic. Interesting. So I actually went with, with cigars on here. I didn't know we were going with people. <laughs> well, give, uh, give us the cigars. I'm, I'm thinking people, though. All right. Well, I, when I think of Mr. Fantastic, I think of uh, the El Wense Lancero. Um, so I guess you could say Nick Nick Melillo as, as Mr. Fantastic. Um, I think that the uh, you know Mr. Fantastic can stretch his arms out and shit, and a Lancero's long, thin. You know, so I think, and you know, Nick's a, a leader. He he does everything with foundation. He's a uh, he blends it. He does all the 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 um, branding, blends it branding. Um, he does all the events. I mean, he's a one-man show. Not that Nate and his crew doesn't do stuff, but Nick dabbles in everything. And uh, so I think that's a good – I think that works out well. Certainly well thought out, Matt. You know, and uh, Elway Wednesday Lancero is my favorite uh, – my favorite stick by Nick, too. That's – that thing's absolutely lights up. I like that, man. That's an analogy there. <laughs> uh, as far as people were concerned, I was going to go with – Pete Johnson, just because of uh, Mr. Fantastic has a little bit of that gray, that pepper going on, salt pepper. Yeah, a little salt pepper. 
Yeah, I feel like Pete seems pretty uh, aware of things in charge. He can handle it. Doesn't get flustered. Cool under pressure. Yeah, he's definitely a laid back, uh, calculated individual. That's for sure. Calculated. Yeah, that's a good, good one. word. Yeah. All right, so now let's go to uh, Invisible War Woman, Invisible Girl, or Mrs. Fantastic. I forget. I'm not sure what you call her. Sue Storm. Sue Storm. Um, this one I went with uh, um, Sharon Holt um, of Southern Draw. That's right. Uh, and I was absolutely that's where I was going, man. And yeah. then I picked, I picked the uh, the the Desert Rose. Um, but you can you can talk more. You know her a lot more than I do. Um, but uh, I think that fits really well. Absolutely nailed it, man. That was uh, I was just jogging my jogging my brain for a second there, and uh, she popped up. Uh, she's the uh, the backbone of the brand. Shirley Roberts, uh, you know, one of those larger than life individuals, and you know, the guys on the road twenty nine thirty days a month. But Sharon is lights out. Uh, you know, again, thirty. You know. Picture of the uh, picture of the brand, man. Total sweetheart and uh, the storm. There it is. <laughs> well done. All right, now we have the thing. Uh, so when I think of the thing, I think of maybe someone who you see it might be intimidating, but you get talking to them, and there's a soft center. You know, they care. They're not all hardcore and scary. Sokka. Sokka's my boy. Yeah, guy's a maniac. Very for me anyway. You know, very intimidating, super knowledgeable. You know, little gruff exterior, but when they, you know, you have the uh, the opportunity to, to pin him down and really talk uh, tobacco, or you know, he's a big football nut too. Um, you know, the guy behind the uh, the rough exterior, the guy really does care about uh, uh, this industry and his particular brands, and uh, yeah, kind of a. Uh, I pick. Uh, I picked the uh, well I, cigar. First thing I thought of was Neanderthal, and then that I think uh, well soccer worked well too. But that's also Skip. Yeah. Um, Skip, he's uh, he's can, he can be intimidating, you know. And then uh, when you get to know him, man, he's a uh, he's uh, a, a dude. He'll give you the shirt off his back. Um, just hanging out at his house in uh, in Esteli and, and in Austin. He's just super um, super generous, but. He's still a, a guy I know fairly well, and it's he, he can be intimidating sometimes. It's kind of funny. Yep, I get that, man. Sure, but Ta- he's a sweetheart. Tyler, could you do much with the shirt off of his back? <laughs> uh, Use it as a do rag. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he wears a bigger shirt than I do now, Dom. Dang, I'm a two X. I he's bet a, skips his. He's a solid. Uh, he's coming in at a cool three hundred. Yeah, so I'm under. I'm two ninety now. Dom, so I think Skip outweighs me. I'm also like six feet taller than him. All right, my no bad. Offense, Skip. And Skip's kind of built like the thing too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sturdy. He's got a solid base. Sturdy. Sturdy legs. It's those flip flops that anchor him down, man. He's well balanced with those flops on. That's what it is. What is that? That line and, from uh, Get Smart? It's in the new one, Steve Carell says, "I have a very low center of gravity." <laughs> Yeah. Uncle right. Skip. Um, moving on to the last one, the Human Torch. Johnny Flame, Flame on. Uh, Tyler, who do you have, or what do you have, cigar wise? The Placencia Elmo del Fuego. 
El Diablo. Um, that's all I got. Nice. I don't have a stick, but uh, I got a few personalities that, that are out there, a couple of wild cards. You know, there's definitely some wild cards in the industry. Uh, a couple of guys I work for, Phil Zangi with Debonair, uh, Mike Bellity, MLB Cigar. Uh, that's a good one. Certainly Reese Day. Um, you know, these guys are absolute uh, you know, masters of their craft, but uh, wild cards for personalities and, uh, and uh, you know, they run hot. They run hot and they uh, run cold too. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe a little torch in there for those guys. Nice. Did you guys see the newest Fantastic Four? I didn't even bother watching. It got such bad ratings. It's not horrible, but it's not good. Was that in the uh, movie theater? I didn't even... Uh, it came, oh, out, it came out like five years, two, four five years, years ago? ago. I thought it was like two. Maybe four. What was Jessica Alba? No. no there's uh, a newer one. They did it. Yeah. It's got Michael B. Jordan in it. It's got um, Miles Teller and uh, the chick from uh, House of Cards is in it. The young. It's not horrible, but it's not super good. What else you guys like, Anything else? Been binging, uh, anything else? Obviously, Tiger King, right? That fucking Tiger thing. King. That you was know, fucking funny. Ridiculous. I didn't watch that through. Um, my housemates had it on, so I've only seen parts of it. It doesn't seem like something I could get into. I know it's everyone's crazy about it right now. I like the memes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dom, this is funny. So I was on, uh, I was talking to JP. JP Fingers and he was we we're talking about you and your housemates and he was talking about his uh, girlfriend when he was in school she had a um, there it is she had an aunt they, they called her aunt something or other and uh, they called it her housemate and it turned out to be uh, his girlfriend's mom's girlfriend that was so we we're trying to we were talking about that I, I, I went on I went on his podcast yesterday down without you well, you did not yeah, now we're even. Blasphemy! How dare you? I'm gonna. We did gonna, a segment just about you. I'm gonna edit a uh, picture from with your face. It's gonna be worse than the Tire King one. Yeah. We did a uh, we did a segment about you, Dom. Can't wait! It'll be the episode that I decide not to listen to. <laughs> That's what we're talking well, about. Well, no, it it sucks though because I I usually listen to podcasts on my commute, but I'm not commuting anymore. So I need to find some time to set aside to listen to them. A totally random uh, movie. You guys see that movie, uh, the Richard Jewell story. The, uh, the Olympic bomber. No, is it good? Yeah, it was very good. I, I just threw it on the other night. I'm like, ah, this might be, uh, might end up gaff. Um, very, uh, it was on the edge of my seat, the entire movie and, uh, pretty entertaining. It was, uh, I'll turned check out it out. Pretty solid movie. Yeah. Um, I all time on our hands to uh, catch some, you know, some of that stuff. I binge watched uh, uh, Watchmen, the TV show on HBO. It was awesome. My brothers told me to watch that. I haven't uh, made an HBO account yet, but I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna make one so I can watch that and the new season of Westworld. Oh, love Westworld. That's where it's at. Oh man. Have you seen the new you season? Can... First episodes. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm caught up. I think uh, three episodes in the uh, two yeah two or three episodes in, and uh, I love it, man. I'm I'm left uh, the edge of my seat 
every episode, I'm just uh, my jaws on the floor. I can't believe it. It's it's different. It's so different from what else, everything else that's out there. Because I was a bit bit skeptical now that it's not all Western. Because that's what I really liked about the first two seasons. So I'm hoping hoping it can still uh, keep my interest. I guess. I think that Dom. I think the circling back. I think it's his first couple episodes. You know. I don't want to give too much away, but uh, Dolores is out there, you know, out there in the gen pop, but I believe they're circling back a lot of these characters and there's some, what I heard is, uh, there's some new worlds that are going to be popping up and uh, it, it's entertaining. That, But that, for me, definitely the uh, the Western end of it was pretty cool. And I, I, love the, that. I love the soundtrack when they take a more modern song they play on the piano, when they had yep. Heart Shaped Box by Nirvana, uh, they yeah. did Runaway by Kanye. Super good. Did they do uh, Creep by Radiohead? <sighs> I forget. Off the, I'm not sure off the top of my head. Yeah, the Punisher series, too. You know, of course, I'm a big Marvel nut. Got the Punisher tattoo. My my favorite movie of all time, The Punisher, 1989, Dolph Lundgren. You know, but uh, I don't know why. I've held back on the, uh, the Punisher uh, on Netflix, and uh, I'm about eight or nine episodes in, and it's phenomenal. I don't. I haven't committed to memory the uh, the act the main actor's name who's playing the Punisher, but uh, does a hell of a job. He's yeah. good. Yeah, it's not all uh, blood and guts and blowing people down. Uh, it's actually really, you know, not sound sound uh, cheesy, but very good storyline uh, associated with uh, the show as well. Good. Cool. Yeah, man. How long you guys been doing this? It's our first episode. Got it. <laughs> I think since August. Excellent, man. Yeah, yeah so we're, we're still working out the kinks and everything, but... Tyler gets the guests, and I do all the, the busy work, you know, all the editing. Yeah. He does all the cigar smoking. Uh, thankless work, man. No, it, it's not easy to put that together. It, by the time on uh, Stokey Geeks, you know, a year, year and a half, whatever it was, uh, you know, all the people, you know, and that, it was... Legit, uh, legit studio, ton of people behind the scenes, and there's so much work involved to uh, to get it off the ground. You know, I, I couldn't thank those guys enough. And uh, but I, I've missed it, man. I, I've absolutely missed it. So I, I'm honored you guys have me on and, uh, and enjoying my time for sure. Yeah, we'll definitely have you on um, again for sure. I mean, because uh, you know, usually we're kind of bullshitting a lot. This time we we kind of had a script in place, but. Um, uh, I, you're just like me, man. You you smoke a lot and you read a lot and you're 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 listening to all the other podcasts. You know all the news and you're checking half wheel like I am. So it's nice to have somebody to talk to who knows about cigars, Dom. <laughs> Stupid. Um, last last thing, um, and then we need to get like an outro, Slater or whatever. Um, do you guys have a cigar that you? purposefully take the wrapper leaf off because I have one where it's a Maduro and it's just way too uh, potent and pungent and I found if I just take that wrapper leaf off it smokes a lot better for me but it just looks kind of pretentious or kind of like a goofball if I'm at a shop just taking off a wrapper leaf I just do it when I'm smoking uh, my own patio the visual on that's going to be crazy man you probably uh, these guys want, want to commit you after that but that's a different exercise. I, I haven't done that personally, man. But just having, uh, I mean, if it's a, my own experience, uh, cigars that I, I really enjoy and uh, familiar with, 
and uh, you know maybe you're outside smoking, or the rapper takes a beat and starts unraveling a little bit. Uh, it happens, and I I won't quit on it. It's tobacco. It's still uh, something you love, and I'll I'll give it a go. I'll still still power through. But uh, as an exercise to start off that way, that's interesting. I gotta I'll have to try that. You want to name uh, what the stick was, or it's the Regis Maduro. Okay. That might be the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Now, I've heard of taking off like an inch of the wrapper with a cutter so you can taste the binder and the filler, but I've never heard of somebody taking out the whole fucking wrapper. You went, oh, different actually, smokes for different folks, fool. Are you so brazen to throw on a different wrapper on top of that cigar? Have you played around with that? Do you have any, uh, any I don't have, tobacco? I don't have any uh, wet tobacco. Actually, I might. I've done that. I need to double check. I have a bunch of uh, just filler and binders for my job that I'm supposed to throw away. And I haven't kept them in good humidity, though, so they're probably not going to be any any good for anything than practicing my rolling. Read uh, Frankenstein's monster. You can bring it back to life. You know, throw some kind of concoction together. Hey, I got a question for you. Your deathbed cigar. What do you fire it up? Ooh. Shit. Um, uh, hope, if I had the time, I would smoke like a femur or a woody or something. Extend my life a little bit. <laughs> that's, that's the same thing I was thinking. Like a, an A size of uh, that Lugione. They have Sir. an A size. The Sereno. I grabbed one of those before they went out. Sereno A. I have two of those coffins left. Nice. What about you, Joe? You got one? Uh, all day, man. Yeah, my, the Byron 19, Grand Palamas. That's uh, going to give some love to uh, my boy Oliver. But uh, that is my all-time all time favorite cigar. And it doesn't matter what, what kind of mood I'm in. You can have the shittiest day. Obviously, it's uh, one of those special cigars, 33 bucks, different, different price point. But uh, if I'm going out, I'm going out with a bang. I'm going out with... Uh, my favorite, man. Put a smile on my face on the way out. Nice. Always one. Hey, if those of you listening, well, depending on when I post this, uh, April 5th, unless things change, Small Batch Cigars, their Facebook account. Uh, if you're not on there, find somebody to add you. Um, but they're posting links to Zoom, Hangouts, Herfs, and April 5th at 2.30 Pacific time, they're actually going to get Oliver on. Nice, nice. Yeah, they had uh, Indiana Ortez on last week. They had Mo from Patina on last week. They got Nick Melillo coming this week. It's a, it's a fun time. Excellent. Dave West is a really cool dude, and he, he hosts them. And then you get Andrew from Small Batch and some other personalities popping in. TLE Lounge Experience, G Fizzle, Vlad, uh, Drew from Salt. Vlad. Yeah, it's a fun time. And then small uh, a lot of the Small Batch people and cigar noise with people yep excellent well hey joe thanks again for being on i uh, appreciate your time yep. man thank you boys appreciate it be safe and uh appreciate the opportunity welcome up thanks rock and roll thanks joe Later, boys. yeah